going. Four two three, get fame. That's four two three, get fame. I would tell you to leave a message, but the truth is, I don't really care. I've had this hotline open for months, and not one of you jokers have what it takes to be famous like me. So leave a message if you want, but don't expect a call back. I've got way more important things to do than to waste my time on losers like Mascarita Sagrada and you all. Thank you, and have a nice day. Hey there, folks, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 24 of the Grave Consequences Podcast, which is a part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Thank you for listening, folks, on whatever app you are listening on. Check it, uh, pardon me, give us five stars wherever you download your podcast. You know, rate, review, subscribe. Five stars is always appreciated, and quite frankly, it's well-earned. My name is Caleb Baldwin. Follow me on Twitter at I am Caleb B. Follow my co-host and producer and friend Greg on Twitter. And editor. At, yes, and editor. Yes, at X Maserati. Uh oh. Also, check me out every Wednesday night right after AEW Dynamite on Eddie and Caleb's <laughs> HeroCast. That is a hero movie based podcast. Greg, we actually last night uh, today we we're recording here on the twenty fourth of November. Uh, last night we actually had our longest episode just because we, we love the movie so much. Uh, we did The Dark Knight. Oh, oh, that's yeah. a great movie. You guys finally got to some good movies. Good for you. Uh, yeah, we're like we've broke through to the MCU and we just hit Dark Knight. And uh, actually, I think next week we've got the Spirit on deck. Oh, you poor bass. See, that's the okay. thing is people don't appreciate about your podcast is that you guys are really as a guy that's a you know grew up on comic books and seen most superhero movies like you guys got a lot of quite a lot of turds to go through yeah there's a lot of turds in the punch bowl um actually i was mistaken we have got the punisher war zone coming up with uh Vinny jones aka the juggernaut from x3 and uh then the spirit after that so you know hit, hit a bit of a rough patch but you know that's life the way she goes boys you know if, if you turn your brain off you'll enjoy the punisher it's it's violent and it's yeah. decent well here's the thing this is the reboot this isn't the or this is like the soft reboot this isn't the tom jane one. Oh, i know i love which, the tom that's one of my favorite marvel movies is the tom jane i know which one you're talking about it's turn your brain off and you'll enjoy yeah. it <laughs> but you okay. have to turn your brain off okay fair enough um well, folks, guys, we are here to review season two, episode 24 of Lucha Underground. And we are here. We have crossed over. <laughs> We're at Ultima Lucha Dos. And this is a three parter this season. Last season was only two parts, only three hours of content or three hours of programming. This is four hours of programming. And quite frankly, before we get into the straight up review, you didn't have to do three parts especially with what this episode was. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be completely honest here. I think you're right, because I didn't even realize. Um, it, just watching it, it didn't feel like an Ultima Lucha. It just felt nope. like another, I don't know. Yeah. Throw uh, shit I, at a wall. Let's see what happens. Yes, I will. Uh, I have a major critique with this episode. I might actually go as far as to say this is the worst formatted episode of Lucha Underground we have ever seen. Mm. 
at least so far. There is another one that, you know, a lot of people are not a fan of, but um, we'll get there. But guys, we're going to get right into it because this is the 4A unique opportunity. Of course, Dario Cueto wanted to get that pun out there and we're getting right into it, man. We got the, the, and I wrote down in my notes that this is the equivalent of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Yeah. I think uh, because WWE and, you know, I'm very critical. I'm very critical of WWE. I, I'm, I never pull my punches with what with the things I think they do are wrong. But yeah, I would actually argue. And even though I like this episode, I think more than you did. I would actually argue that even though the Andre Memorial is fluff, I can't think of a better yeah. way to describe it. It's just something they yeah. put together to make it sound grand. But mm-hmm. WWE is grand. Uh, yes. As much as I may critique it and I don't care for it, it yeah. is uh, still the major mm-hmm. promotion. It's it's and, uh, a family name or and, family name, but it's been around forever. They are like the they're like the the market share they have is like that of Kleenex or Band Aid or uh, here here is another comparison. Uh, for those of you familiar with retailers, uh, you, you have your Aldi and you have your um, Whole Foods, Reese's, all that. That's the other guys. WWE is like a Target or a Walmart. They don't do anything necessarily spectacular, but they have such an established name. And they do certain things so well that, you know, they're just they're the A number one just by default, just by existing. And that's yeah. kind of where the WWE is. In so this. I, I think in your analogy, I think even the Andre, I mean, because even though I like this episode more than you did, it's, I've already forgotten everything that's happened. It, there's there's nothing of value really in this episode. Besides yeah. like a good match or two, but like you can. Well, we do, we do, uh, we advance uh, one particular story arc. It's not an Ultima Lucha. I'll say yeah. this. It, it's a it's a weak it's a dynamite. Yeah. If you're an AEW fan. And that's and that's not putting it down, but yeah, you know, it's it's not WrestleMania uh Andre Memorial. You know, it's no. not a pay-per-view. It's you know. Yeah. But we're gonna get right into it because right up right up front we have got what was the first match of Ultima Lucha Uno and is now the first match of Ultima Lucha Dos, technically speaking. The Mac versus Cage, and before the match can begin, Dario Cueto interrupts, and he says, you know what, you guys, you did so great last year at at Ultima Lucha in a Falls Count Anywhere match that we're just, we're going to do it again. And then these two proceed to beat the crap out of each other, use plenty of plunder. At one point, Cage hits a lion salt for two, which someone the size of Brian Cage doing a lion salt is insane. Yeah, it's it. It was a good match, and I think Brian Cage actually had. It seemed like he was the. Uh, he got the most shots in on on uh, the Mac. It felt like he was kind yeah. of dominating for the most part. Yeah. Um, one thing. Um, okay, here we go. The Mac actually took a back bump on the bleachers. <laughs> oh my god. It was insane. And another thing, they actually brawl into the office of Dario Cueto. And Dario is smiling, but but the Black Lotus, the aka the dumbest character in Lucha Underground history, is very much concerned. 
Um, <laughs> um, Brian, you know that uh, like if there was a, a like a, you know you can get like gallons of water at the store. Mm-hmm. If there was a gallon of water that made it so distraction roll up finishes worked on you, she drank the whole fucking thing and maybe half of another one. That's how stupid she is. Oh my god, yes, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yes, man. Um <laughs> at one point we get a poster frame over the head and we get to see some sugar glass breaking. It's not gonna be the last time this episode either. Nope. Nope. Um okay. These two men, they pull out piñatas. The Max piñata has a wrench, and Cage's piñata has candy. <laughs> that that popped me. That popped me. And Cage actually counters a stunner attempt from the Mac, who signified it, you know, with, you know, splashing the beers together. But Cage counters it and literally hits him with a stop sign. <laughs> this was the best ma- uh, match of the episode. Yeah, for sure, for sure. A frog splash from the stands through a table, and Cage kicks out. This was, I mean, dude, anyone, like, the size of a normal adult male human being, so, like, around 200 pounds, you know, maybe 180, whatever the case may be, uh, coming at you with a frog splash is insane enough, but then someone the size of Willie Mack doing it, just a little bit scarier, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I think wrestling... uh... I think the indie scene did kind of hurt wrestling in the fact that too many people were doing too many moves that should finish a match. Yeah. Uh, Cause a big man landing on you, knocking the wind out of you. you sometimes you can go to the hospital cause you can't breathe. I mean, I've seen it happen. <laughs> I saw someone yeah. get power bombed in phys ed class. They yeah. kind of, uh, dude, I just want so bad for someone to lose to a, a frog splash. I mean, that's, Eddie Guerrero literally won a WWE championship with it. And it's wild to think that that's not even like in our wildest dreams. That's just not possible nowadays. It is wild. It's, it's a, some, it's a grown man landing on you and crushing you. Like, and in a lot of cases, these aren't small guys either. Like it's like you're getting 200 pounds on you. How Mac would probably, I'd, I'd probably need to, I'd probably need to go to the hospital. (laughs) And that's not a fat joke. Like, Mac is a big guy. Yeah, it's just, if if someone my own size landed on me, could do some yeah. damage. You can break a rib. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I think uh, one of the things I liked about uh, the Kenny and Hangman match, and I don't worry, I won't drone, drone on this too much, but there was a lot yeah. of brawling in there. And I yeah. think brawling helps fill the space where other indie moves sometimes yeah. get thrown in. Like, it's like, oh, let me do a powerbomb. Let me do a you know, burning hammer. Oh, let me do a, you know, poison Rana. It's like, come on. That's <laughs> you were dead three moves ago. Yeah. No, you're not wrong, dude. Um, speaking of being dead here and finishes and everything, uh, cage, he's making a call back here. He takes out a cinder block. He's going to do the curb stump through the cinder block, but he slips on the spilt beer. And the Mac rolls him up. What a smart finish. Honestly, I don't hate it. I really don't. People see these in WWE, these type of finishes, and they go, wow, that's lazy. They just wanted to protect someone. It's just like, and to me, it's just like, no, it's like situations happen. You know, people will lose fights like this in situations, you know, whether it's like the, do you remember the Jose Aldo and Conor McGregor fight? 
uh, I might not have even have seen it. Okay, well, uh, Joe, this was like, I think it was a unification, unification bout. I think Connor may have been like an interim champion or something. And it was like 15 seconds because Jose Aldo hit him and he slipped and Connor hits him, takes him down, knocks him out. Connor wins the fight. It's uh, what you're saying is true. Uh, you can't deal in absolutes. You can't never have a distraction yep. finish, but you yep. can't always just have that be the thing that happened. Like we, like yeah. the thing with uh, Big E beating what Austin, Austin uh, Theory, Austin Theory with a distraction. He doesn't. He shouldn't need yep. to do that because he's you know the champion. But yeah. this, like you're absolutely right. This felt this, thematically it fit because it's beer and it's you know yeah. uh, the Mac. It made Mac look clever even though it was you know a lucky but they also had gotten their moves in like it wasn't like uh it it was stolen it was a flash pin but you know they both looked great in the match mac Mm -hmm. took a uh or not mac excuse me uh no yeah mac took a beating like he was on he was the receiving end cage even though he lost he's not losing any you know credibility here yeah no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. So after this, we've got our next match of the night. The other two parts of for a unique opportunity. We've got Tejano versus Son of Havoc. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention that the episode title, as those of you that can read will know, four guys, one opportunity. Uh, you know, you probably know what it's playing up, but uh, I guess look up Two Girls, One Cup if you don't. But um, Do it anyway in case you do remember Yes, definitely. Um, <laughs> Tejano and Son of Havoc, uh, this match should have opened because it was weaker. Yes, uh, even though I enjoyed it, I, I kind of, yeah. you know, it, it wasn't. And I like the uh, bar props. I really do. I like the, you know, the Boyle Heights bar fight. It's a cool name. It's a cool concept. The props are cool. It was very high. It was a. Uh... A very fun match. Uh, the cut, like you said, the the it kind of remind me. Do you remember when uh, I think it was Al Snow, and I think maybe it was Bossman were fighting in a bar on like Sunday Night Heat, or maybe it was a pay per view. But we're talking like the late nineties, like when the wrestling. They occasionally they would go to bars and fight in yeah. the local town. Yeah. That's what it kind of reminded me of. Like it doesn't really matter who wins; it's just a brawl, and yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Well, speaking of winners here, Son of Havoc gets the win, and Tejano gets a back full of uh, full of sugar glass. Did you? Uh, I I missed the finish, and I didn't want to rewind to find it. Who? How, how did he win? SSP. Oh, okay, not bad, not bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I mean, they just they beat the shit out of each other. Like that's there's no other way to put it. You know. You know what spot I want someone to do? Yeah. I want someone to hold mouse traps on their chest and then do shooting star press and land on the other guy. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, or like those little popper fireworks. Wait, so you're saying like me, the guy who is supine, I sneak some uh, some mouse traps onto my chest and then you land on them? No, the guy jumping, doing How? the shooting star. He's holding them like while he like onto his chest. But oh, facing okay. the other guy, okay, <laughs> he lands on a big pop. Oh my god, that's great! That's great. <laughs> Basically, the more you make a wrestling match like a Looney Tunes cartoon, the more you're gonna win me over. Well, here's the thing, like, and you know, we saw it in the Indies before, but then like we've seen it on Raw, 
where like they yeah. have these, these street fights and they'll break Legos out. Yeah. So it's like it, it's not out of the realm of possibilities for something like that to happen. We just need to get it out to the right guy. Also, by the way, folks, uh, at the end of the episode here, we are going to debut our season two new gimmick concept. So last season we had the multi-level marketing match. And this season we got something a little more special, in my opinion. Well, I had another one, too, for next uh, season. We, but we, I'll tell you. I was going to say, let's not blow our load. Let's save that for season three. Maybe we save that for Ultima Lucha season three. So that would come out in like a year. Well, I have to run it by you because it is kind of this one is really stupid, uh, <laughs> but okay. it makes me laugh. OK. All right. Well, we, we can uh, we can uh, workshop that and you will let me know, uh, and I'll let you know what I think of it. And we can come to a mutual agreement of some sort. I think you'll like it, but I don't know if it'll see the light, see the air. <laughs> yeah, it may not. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But, hey, we've got our main event of the evening. And here is why I say this shouldn't have been like if they were going to do three parts, maybe they don't do this tournament in one night. It's because, OK, you've got the Mac versus Son of Havoc. And Dario's like, hey, you know, we did one false count anywhere match. Why not another? That's bad formatting. <laughs> yeah, it, it really like I went into it and I and I enjoyed it because it was the first show I watched of the night. But yeah. uh, it was like you can skip this episode and you yes. won't lose anything story wise, really. I don't think you will lose one plot point, okay. but it'll get revisited. You'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, if you like any of these wrestlers and you want to see these matches, yeah, it's just it, if I think the thing that's tainting it for for Caleb is that they're calling it an Ultima Lucha. And this is not an Ultima Lucha. Like, I don't even know if it had uh, like when they showed the Ultima Lucha card, they have those special backgrounds. Yeah, like the it, flyers. Uh, there's none of that for these matches, yeah. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think for a unique opportunity had one of those posters for sale. Yeah, so they just I think they just got kind of lazy with the, the naming. Sounds reasonable. Sounds uh, sounds logical. Uh, I did write down on commentary that Matt Stryker at one point asking if um, if Son of Havoc wanted to go for the, the count out or the DQ. It's like this is falls count anywhere. You don't have that option. Yeah, I might have tuned Striker. Vampiro, Vampiro, by the way. Yeah, you're, you're best to tune them out right now. Vampiro, by the way, answers, but he answers a completely different question. As he is wont to do. What question yeah. did he answer? I, it wasn't anything related to, and he, like, here's a chance for Vampiro to own Matt Striker and be like, hey, you idiot, it's no DQ. But, Vamp's like, no, these two just want to beat the crap out of each other and, you know, the violence and brutal, brutal, and just, like, that's not actually far off from what he said, is the thing. Yeah, he's, as an announcer, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Vampiro might, might win my uh, vote for most disappointing in our retrospective in season two. Yeah, because he he has a wealth of knowledge in his head. He's had very he's been around. No matter what you yeah. say about his career, like he was a successful wrestler in WCW. Yeah. Very very good uh, look and gimmick, and it was over when he was yeah. when he was out there. And even afterwards, he he made money. He was he was torn. Uh, so he he has intelligence in that head. He has some wisdom. Yeah. He just he just uses it for evil and narcissism. Yeah, I mean. 
Yeah, no, he's a he's a wise guy. He's uh, very traveled. And, I mean, at one point he was uh, like the bodyguard for for Millie Vanilli. So it's just like you know he's tough. <laughs> I I think I tune him out because he always <laughs> says like, oh, that's so much like Krav Maga. It's like he threw a punch. He's like, yeah, yeah you got to do that. It's like Krav Maga. It's like, yeah, it's 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 a fight. You, yeah, that's he's fighting. It's, yeah, I just I don't know. Yeah. Vampiro is so full of shit, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But hey, Son of Havoc. Uh, and by the way, this match was fine. It's a it's a stunt brawl. It was the third best match of the night, quite frankly. Um, Son of Havoc wins after a long shooting star press. And Son of Havoc wins the unique opportunity, and we come back from the break, and Dario Cueto congratulates Son of Havoc. And Dario Cueto says, we've got two briefcases here. Briefcase one, 200 and fifty thousand dollars briefcase two there's a contract for a lucha underground championship match at ultima lucha trace so the season finale for not this season but the season after and son of havoc doesn't have to even think about it he says you know i want the title shot and dario says well you know what that's good you'll get your title shot as long as you win one more match and at this point, you know, the crowd, you know, kind of jeers and everything. And at, you can hear one fan in particular yell out a very loud bullshit. Which <laughs> that always pops me when one guy cuts through. Um, most likely a plant, but whatever. Uh, Dario then says, you know, like I said, you got one more opponent. Out comes Famous B. And he's introducing his new client. He says, son of havoc, you look like you could be you could be sick to your stomach but have no fear because we have a doctor and dr wagner jr is debuting inside the temple and dr wagner jr could come out of this two hundred and fifty thousand dollars richer and most likely should because son of havoc has been through the ringer yeah, this this was the part of the show that I didn't like just because, and it's no uh, Doctor Wagner's good. Yeah, um, just because it's too stupid. Uh, yeah, like you're going to get a title shot, and you have to wait all the way till the end of the next season. What are you going? What is that wrestler going to do? That's a long time. Yeah, for a title shot, it's just it's too much. So it's like okay, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so like, and also I don't want to see havoc fight the champion and like is is he gonna win no that's and it's just take the money right well no it's i want to see havoc fight the champion but i don't want him to see it see it happen so inorganically you know i want it to like be built up i want you know to see the journey i don't want to you know go from step one to the end of the book you know what i'm saying yeah, and, and even even though he went through two guys, or if he went through three, and he won, yeah. like a, that's a long cool off period. Like I was, yeah. uh, I, I was uh, not upset, but it kind of sucked that Hangman went away. They timed it perfectly, but it was kind of a long time for me, for him yeah. to be gone when he's going to have a title shot uh, against yeah. the champion. Like I think a yeah. month or two at the most. Yeah. Well, that you know that that was there were extenuating circumstances yeah, there. Yeah. And good on AEW to give him that time to be a dad. Absolutely. Yeah, um, I'm just saying, like, way, for this, like, we're talking, like, a full year, at least. Yeah. It's yeah. too much. That's stupid. 
Yeah, I mean, they could have w- figured out ways to fill the time, but they went another route. By the way, Dr. Wagner Jr., at the time this was released, was 51 years old. And he was Damn. ripped. Yeah, he was ripped, dude. Oh, by the way, Wagner gets the win. Crowd's just pissed off. And Brenda's celebrating. Famous B's celebrating. And so is Wagner. Wagner's $250,000 richer. And Son of Havoc does not have the Lucha Underground Championship match at Ultima Lucha Trace. Sad day. Mm. Well, with that, folks, that is the end of the episode. We're going to grade this right quick. Uh, Far and away, in my opinion, the worst episode we have done so far, or reviewed, rather. We've done worse episodes, quite frankly, but the worst we've reviewed. Um, I'm going to give this a D minus. I'm barely passing this show. And I'm passing it because of that first Falls Count Anywhere match. I'm not going to lie to you. Um. I'm gonna give it a C, because okay. you can you can take it or leave it. Um, yeah, but it's and like you had kind of alluded to, this is not Ultima Lucha, like this is no. just whatever. That if you had said this was like the like the week before the go home to Ultima Lucha, it'd be like okay, that's fine. But no, this was not an Ultima Lucha show. Greg, are you still there? Still here. Yeah, I'm still here. Um, you went silent on me, pal. My bad. Did you ask me a question and I didn't respond? Uh, no, I just kind of reiterated what you had already said earlier about this not being an Ultima Lucha level show. No, it's and it's kind of a build up. This is, and I think uh, Dario, he did it in the first season too. And like the yeah. first couple episodes, it's just kind of it's kind of him just being a dick for no reason and yeah. yeah he's a bad guy but it's it not knowing what the alt the unique op- it, it started off like a meme joke right yeah and then it got serious and then it just became like a uh you know a, a authority figure you know playing with themselves basically like over yeah. the other wrestlers like it just Who's his appeal to? It's, this is back when people were were and it's still Lucha Underground was still doing it better than everyone else. But this is when yeah. everyone was just like, "Oh, we gotta do Austin versus Stone Cold, or, or excuse me, Austin versus McMahon." Yeah, uh, that means he that that means McMahon fucks him over every single day. It's like, yeah. come on. Yeah, WWE was doing it again with the, the Authority at their worst. Uh, TNA had heel Dixie Carter and then heel Jeff Jarrett and Karen Jarrett. Um, I'm sure Ring of Honor had something going on that nobody's watching. Um, whatever. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, whatever. Like yeah, it, said, it was uh, a it was a gimmick and storyline that was already stale, and it was only for like a night. And it yeah. it basically took something that they've been building up, and it came out like a wet fart. Like it was like, oh, this is like because the audience is invested in this unique opportunity too. What is it? Yeah. Let's see it. And it's yeah. a lot of money. Or it's a title shot, but the title shot. Like I said, killed me because I'm like a full year. There's no way he's getting that. That's stupid. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, all right, well, he didn't take the money, so he's losing. Uh, it just didn't pay off. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, folks, that is the show. But before we get out of here, something that is better than for a unique opportunity, Greg, you and I, but mostly you, have come up with the greatest new gimmick match, the greatest since the multi-level marketing match. Would you care to elaborate what that is, Greg? Yeah, it's... Well, what it's called is the Hell on Earth match. And it's nothing completely new but it's mm-hmm. a, it's a different take on a, quite a few different matches put together and it's thematic it's a hell on earth match uh the only way you can you can win is by putting your opponent in a coffin in a stretcher to go to an ambulance buried alive or get them lit on fire it's a post-apocalyptic scene you can't win by pin submission it's fall counts anywhere Mm-hmm. You, you got to make sure your opponent doesn't get back up. Uh, mm-hmm. The fire option is maybe not all the time. Uh, and I'm not even sure how we can get the pyro working. Cause I, I, first I was thinking having the ropes on fire, but then that's harder to get out of the ring, but it's just an option. If you can find a way to put your opponent on fire, you win. Uh, yeah. But, but buried alive coffin or ambulance for yeah. the most part. And not only that, this is also a rumble if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yes, you can. There is no limit to how many wrestlers can be in there. Uh, we can have uh, you can have a parking lot full of ambulances. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could have a, a, a you could do it in a cemetery. Just have a bunch of, you know, buried holes and you drop open something plot. there. Yeah. yeah. Open plot and just, you know, you got to bury them and you got to get the dirt on them. You can't just drop them in. You got to bury them alive. Yeah. Only way yeah. you leave is by dying. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. So, season one, we treated you to the multi-level marketing match. And we have just now treated you to the Hell on Earth Rumble. And folks, season three, we're going to have something hopefully even better. We're going to give you one new, unique, truly unique gimmick match every season. And that's what you get here at the Grave Consequences podcast with Caleb Baldwin and Greg, last name redacted. That's what you get here. And we thank you for listening. And God bless you. And I'm going to do something a little special here on my sign-off. And I'm going to say that, you know, if you have to watch a unique opportunity episode, and, you know, kind of sucks. I don't like, kind of sucks. So maybe you just need to hear a compliment. And you're going to get it from old KB here when I say, <laughs> nice bulls. <laughs>